0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority.
1: Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority
2: on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan.
3: They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful.
2: What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light em up.
3: Smoke if you got him.
2: It's time for the Cigar Authority.
3: I got
4: a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell.
3: Light em up, light them up, light em up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flore Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Today, we're talking the Nicaraguan Cigar Boom. Nicaraguan Cigars in Nicaraguan tobacco and why Nicaragua is beating out Dominican cigars and all other cigar productions and cigar expert exports welcome everybody to the cigar authority and
5: you're listening to the cigar authority now in our 8th eighth- I'm sorry, ninth broadcast year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. You freak me out with whatever you were doing down there. I don't there.
3: know. I just have one side of my headset going. Uh,
5: awarded All of
3: a sudden, right at the last second The chance. Ambassadors
5: of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the top ten educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog. On the CigarAuthority.com,
3: you know everything's tested before you go on. I only have one side of my headset. Everything's perfect. Everything works good. Ding. The music starts. Everything's good. I start talking. There it goes. you twid. Perfect. Maybe okay, you I'm had. Back. Sh- maybe you had a stroke. I'm back. No, one <laughs> side. Yeah, one side. It could happen. I so, uh, geez, I've been smoking Nicaraguan cigars all week for a lot of different reasons. Yes, you have. Welcome to the club. I guess, because Nicaraguan cigars are outselling every single country out there, and why is that? Is it the the, the best cigars that go in, best production? Why is it hot? Why is it happening? I have the real answer, and you're going to be surprised at what I've come up with, but uh, we're going to get to that. U.S. imports of cigars in the u.s everything coming in here the past two years in a row nicaragua beats the dominican republic who was always the champion uh, and the growth is tremendous we'll go over all that um, later on but first let's light up the first cigar we're gonna go with a nicaraguan cigar
6: yep today's first cigar is the guberto oliva reserva blanc and it's manufactured in nicaragua in nicaragua by oliva cigar company the size we're lighting it up is the 6x50 toro and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over a binder from Ecuador with fillers from Nicaragua. It's part of the Cigar Authority care package. And a single cigar will set you back $679 while a box $118.80, which is a savings of $17 or just under 13%, the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com.
3: Okay, Gilberto Oliva, I remember when he uh, started making cigars in Nicaragua, and uh, then the Oliva Company, and it went from there. Um, Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought you by another Nicaraguan factory, Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality Tradition and excellence.
5: If you take a whiff of the outside wrapper here, you'll notice celery salt.
6: You know That's I, the
5: sound of being correct. He's now. not that far off. I, he's th- not that far there, off. There, there. Is a very
6: <laughs> <laughs> there is a very slight hint of it. <laughs>
3: oh, then it's right. Oh, my God. This is your body over here. Was, my buddy. Ed Sullivan on the wheels of steel over there.
5: <laughs>
3: <sighs> I
5: hate him a little bit more every week. I'll give you that $20 after the show. Ed. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Glock, also known as the poor man's flat flame. You've got three jets in line, single action button, which means you press the button down, the lid pops open. You've got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and I know what you're thinking. It's awful slim on that design. Could it possibly have... The patented Vertigo big-ass tank, yes it does. They just they make it, it a little flatter. Yeah, It holds a lot of fuel, man. Yeah, three. Retails jets. for fourteen ninety nine. that's the Vertigo Glock.
6: Jumped the gun a little bit, but the, the pre-light drawer is kind of molasses-like. Yeah.
5: Well, we had all that arguing about whether or not it was celery salt or not.
3: Which obviously it was. And you, this is part of the care package, so you folks can uh, give this a smell and see if the celery salt on is he out of his mind, or it's amazing how accurate he always is. How is this possible? Okay, yeah, I like this one. I like traveling with this one. Yeah, yeah it fits into the watch pocket on your jeans. Yeah. So uh, U.S. imports of cigars, 2016 and 2017, Nicaraguan cigars for the first time ever beat out the Dominican Republic. 330 million premium cigars, handmade cigars we're talking about, large cigars as they have it listed, which is over three pounds per thousand. So the little cigarillos and stuff, they don't count. Take them out of the mix. Large cigars were shipped into the U.S. last year, 2017. Nicaragua beats out the Dominican Republic for the second time, two years in a row. They take the number one spot. The question we have today is why? Why did that happen? Why did that anomaly happen? And we saw that happening, I would say, over the past at least 10 years, 12 years, you could see the growth that was happening. And it wasn't that Dominican Republic was dropping off all that much. Um, And now in the past couple of years, you see a decline that happened, the decline in Dominicans, and more uh, incline, dramatic inclines, we're talking about double-digit inclines, year after year, of Nicaraguan. Why of the well, cigars that good? certainly
5: does seem like people smaller manufacturers that are getting into the business they've been able to open factories in Nicaragua? All the newcomers, right? Every right.
3: newcomer that comes they on all go there. goes to Nicaragua. It feels that way. We you know, we, we cut our cigar using Perdomo. I remember when Perdomo left the US, they were producing cigars in the US, went to Nicaragua, and Nick's dad was uh, out there on dirt roads and stuff. There was nothing around. I mean, teaching people how to roll cigars. Now you go to Esteli, basically it's a... It's Cigar Row. Yeah, that's it. Every, you go down the main
5: drag and it's like, oh...
3: Everybody's producing there. There's everybody. Uh, at the same time, by the way, uh, civil unrest right now in Nicaragua to... It, to uh,
6: yeah, basically over Social Security reform... <clears throat> Uh, the social security in the country has been mismanaged for years. It's almost been act, uh, used as like petty cash. Yeah. So whenever the, the country
3: needed some money, they were stealing it out of social security. When the country needed it. Yeah. But also when the guy in power needed it, or the yeah. uh, the, the uh, police needed it. The, not the police department, but the policemen themselves yes. needed the money. They just take. It's very very corrupt across the board, politically in uh, government and mm-hmm. also. Um, the uh, police and everything is very, very corrupt. These are third-world countries, folks. So,
6: yeah, they just uh, enforced a mandatory 5% pull out of your payroll uh, from both the manufacturer or the employer and the employee. and right. It's created all this civil unrest.
3: Along with the people who retired, already retired. Already retired. They, they took it out of them, too. Yep. So they were on, uh, when we talk about a fixed income, uh <laughs> You're talking very, very low wages that are happening. You take 5% away from them, so now they're rioting in the streets.
6: Yep, <laughs> 10 dead, 88 injured. The vice president, who happens to be the president's wife.
3: <laughs> no, there's nothing going on no, there, right? She's
6: poking the bear. She's calling the rioters vampires out for the thirst of blood, yeah. which isn't helping, you know.
3: Socialist country. Um, You know, when the change happened over there, the Sandinistas' power and all that Mm -hmm. stuff that happened, uh, everybody said, well, they're saying they're going to be okay this time. Mm -hmm. It never happens. They are what they are, right? Right. This is what they are, and and they're almost communists. I mean, the Socialist Party. Well, the uh, president of the country had ties to
6: communism and, you know— once a communist, always yeah, a communist. Yeah. It's so and, I'm, I'm worried for them. And honest. will it affect the chain of cigars? If this continues to get out of control... It did before. It, ...which created an embargo on Nicaraguan tobacco, yeah, yeah. the potential for the Nicaraguan chain of, of supply for the U.S. could change dramatically in the next couple of months.
3: Yeah. It's happening right now. I mean, they shut their TV stations off. There's no news right now. They're not getting the news. Mm. They're not getting the news because they don't want the news reported... They don't want the truth yep. out there.
6: And there's uh, talks that they're going to start shutting off power yeah. to try to reduce the amount of rioting in the streets.
3: Yeah. So we, we talked to, we happen to have George Padron up here this week. Uh, as this was going on, he was checking in back and forth, and he says, Well, we got generators, we can operate anyway. But then there's going to be the export and things like that. So keep an eye looking to see what's going on here. The, the, as much as we're talking, Nicaragua uh, is number one right now, this could dramatically change it could. things. So, uh, do you like Nicaraguan tobacco better than others?
6: Better? Uh, For me, uh, 8 out of 10 cigars I smoke in Nicaraguan, so I'm going to say yes.
3: So, go back to yourself 10 years ago.
6: Uh, Yeah, 10 years ago. Let's go back to like when I first started smoking, 98. Yeah. Um, I gravitated right to Padron.
3: Really? Yeah, I mean, my first
6: couple of cigars were uh, Macanudo Robust, which I don't know if that's available anymore. It had the R on the band. Right. Haven't seen them anywhere. Which was the Dominican. Right, and then I went to Padron, and probably for two years, I smoked almost exclusively Padron 2000s and 64 uh, Anniversario Principés. Ed Sullivan, you
3: used to be a Cuban cigar smoker. I did a lot of it and while you were doing that and you would have a non-cuban cigar would it be Nicaraguan or where would you go
7: it would generally be nicaraguan i smoked a lot of padrone back in those days and you know i think quite a bit of honduran i think there were more it seemed like there were more honduran choices back at that time in- including padrone right. padrone Padron was operating right. out
5: of both, both sides juice, yeah. that but time. using nicaraguan tobacco in, but yes. just making the cigars in Honduras. Yes.
7: Right, which uh, I think is a good point. That, you know, a lot of the cigars being made in Nicaragua right now are using tobaccos from other
3: places as well, particularly for wrapper leaf. So do you like cigars rolled in Nicaragua better than others? Does, it, does that matter?
7: I don't find the quality of construction is necessarily better.
3: Yeah, so I think I all, mean, some, all cigars are great right now. So it, you, you take a Davidoff Nicaraguan, for instance, rolled in the Dominican Republic mm. using Nicaraguan tobacco. Nicaraguan cigar? You call that a Nicaraguan cigar? Yeah.
6: No, it doesn't have that profile of a
5: classic Nicaraguan
6: cigar. Well,
3: they, they're doing it the Davidoff way anyway. Right. You wouldn't expect it to, to come out that way. Yeah, it's a little
5: more subtle. But people, will,
6: people will make the argument that, aesthetically speaking, they prefer Nicaraguan over Dominican because of the use of the triple cap, which is what Cuban cigars use. So a lot of people will point out that the caps of Nicaraguan cigars look a lot better than that of Dominican cigars. Do I agree with that? Not always, but that's one of the things that people on social media are always commenting on is the type of cap that a
5: Nicaraguan cigar has. You have got with, some with, interesting friends because yeah. I've never seen one person ever
6: comment never. No, it's it, it's just right. a Cuban
3: it, style cap. It's Nicaragua ripping off Cuba 100%. And, and put, you know, you, you want something different.
6: And the social media crowd is the is the vocal minority. Correct. So, right. You'll Correct. see it on Facebook all the time, but you won't see it from the average
7: Joe coming into a cigar shop. And Dave, I hate to say it, but I, lately I've been liking Mexican tobacco. So, even cigars that aren't necessarily Nicaraguan that have a San, San Andreas wrapper. I, Just the wrapper
3: itself, but right. not a, next, a Mexican Puro? No, oh, thank you. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Too much of a good thing, right? Exactly. So just for everybody's interest to understand Nicaraguan tobacco, you think it's been around forever and ever and ever. Nicaraguan cigars have not been back in production for U.S. consumption since 1990. So it hasn't even been, what, 20, 20, 30 years, right? Right. Less than 30 years.
5: Yeah, 28, give or take.
3: So (laughs) in less than, so in 26 years, they became the number one producer in the U.S. of cigars. Why is that? Um, there was a U.S. embargo, not just in Cuba but Nicaragua, from '85 to '90. It's back, bigger than ever. The imports into the U.S. bigger than ever. Production in 1999, um, in 1990 there was production, but in 1995 it was less than one million cigars imported into the U.S. In 1995, less than a million cigars. That's and very, very small. So yeah. you, you're talking about probably. A 100 and I don't have the number in front of me, 150 million maybe? 100, 148 million. Last year, 148 million Nicaraguan cigars were imported into the U.S. 148 million. In 1995, it was 1 million, less than 1 million. I'll take a, what is that, 14,000% growth? Phew. <laughs> it's crazy.
6: Um, or 1,400%? You could tell why I'm not an
3: accountant. That <laughs> is a dramatic. Difference, and to be honest with you, I mean, you, when you look at Honduras, which is next door mm-hmm. to it, I could fool every one of you in giving you a Honduran-made puro to a Nicaraguan puro, and you're not gonna be, you know, it's not a huge, yeah, it's not, it's not a not huge, a huge difference. difference. Back in
6: the day, the old Camacho Diploma, I guarantee you, blind taste testing, I would probably have thought it was Nicaraguan.
3: It's thirty miles over the border, yeah. you know. It, can it be that well known, you know, of, of there would be that much of a yeah. difference? I don't think so. Yeah,
6: even the Aladino Maduro has Nicaraguan white qualities to it, but it's a Honduran Pura. So can
3: anybody tell? And if, if the answer is, and we're talking about the majority of people, okay, we're real geeking out. I mean, we're blind taste testers and all the, and the stuff we do. But the average person, can they tell the difference between Nicaraguan tobacco and Honduran tobacco? Very tough. Doubt, doubtful. I would
5: say I would say f- close to fifty percent of my humidor right now and is split is between the Honduras is way down.
3: You, you have you know let's call it neck and neck, but it's not that close anymore. Nicaragua is ahead of Dominican Republic, uh, no doubt about it. It's not you know one percent off. I mean it's it's a little kind of dramatic now at this point. Honduras is a fraction of both of those. Why? What is the reasoning behind it? They, so
6: something tells me later on you might I have, have the, the answer. answer. I do have the answer, and I'm <laughs> going to end
3: up telling them what the answer is. But that's yeah. the question today is why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe you, Barry, are saying, you know, I'm, I smoke all Nicaraguan cigars. That's what I mostly go to. Mm-hmm. You mostly go to them because every new brand is a Nicaraguan brand.
6: Well, that, and it's also a little bit of a fuller-bodied cigar. And I like fuller-bodied. You know, we're smoking the uh, Roberto Oliva Reserva Blanc. I wouldn't call this a classic Connecticut. There's a little bit of a bite to it. There's a little
5: bit of strength to it. There's some pepper. Yeah, I got some white pepper, Mm -hmm. a little mesquite smoke, maybe some molasses. It's light to me, man.
3: It's it's light to me. You're all smoking it along with me. This is a pretty light cigar. A three? Yeah,
5: there's
3: not a three in strength profile. Three? If, If you retrohale it, it's probably up
5: around a five or a six. You're confusing again flavor, no, and strength.
6: Because I'm feeling it. If I retrohale, I'm feeling more effects.
3: So
5: sure, that's not a little bit of cocaine go, that kind of worked <laughs> its way free. Go ahead, Retrohale
3: it. I can, I can, I can tell you ten Dominican cigars that are stronger than this for sure.
6: Oh, without a doubt, there are stronger ones. Yeah, but I think there are milder Connecticut.
5: Just can't do it. Not it's happening.
3: Just can't do it. I'm not
5: choking myself mm-hmm. anymore. I,
7: I had the camera ready
3: for you. I
5: I get it to that point, and my eyes start to water, and I have to tap out.
3: Yeah, a little citrusy. You know, there's not any of those underlying heavier leather earth, um, espresso, you know, there's none of
6: that.
5: But I'm getting some citrus. I'm getting some white pepper. I'm not getting any citrus. I get very distinct mesquite smoke like a barbecue and some molasses sweetness with a little bit of white very pepper. underlying
3: light. Listen, I like it. This is what very I like. Good. This is the type of cigar I like. But
6: Look, classic mild Dominican cigar is Davidoff White Label, right?
3: Like the short perfecto. Yeah. This is stronger than that. I don't know, man. This is a three to me. Mm. This is a three. In strength, yeah, I got no not, not nothing a, in my chest. I can smoke this all day long. I could smoke two of them back yeah. to back. In fact, I might.
6: Well, Joe Gut in the chat room uh, agrees that the retro kicks in and makes it feel stronger. Yeah whether or not it is or isn't, but the, that yeah. spice gives it that
3: appearance. And, and, the, and the argument that I have as a buyer for a cigar store and the factory always wants me to retroheal it too, mm-hmm. most people don't do it. So I'm trying to smoke like most people to, to be a buyer, mm-hmm. you know, what do most people end up trying. But, you know, I do a little bit of it just to end up having some flavor notes. Just to flavor notes you're not a wuss. In no, I but <laughs> when I have to write a review or, you know, write something for – you know, uh, blind taste tests and things. I got to end up pulling some flavors out of it. But very muted, very, uh, you know, approachable. Like, as a salesman, if somebody came in, never had a cigar before, no problem. Gilberto no Oliva, prob- right? No problem. Yeah. And, and somebody like Barry comes in and wants a, a you know, heavier profile of cigars. There's no way you're putting them on this. No way.
6: No, but there's enough
5: of that spice on the retrohale, that
3: has, yeah, that's the,
5: keeping me interested. The guy that's going to come in that's looking for something fuller-bodied is going to be pissed as soon as he likes percent. this. I agree with that. The guy even right. really looking for a medium cigar, but he's not going to be happy with this. If, 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 if that guy knows enough to say, I like medium-bodied, medium-strength cigars, mm-hmm. this is mild. Right. You, you could argue maybe it's on the upper end of mild, mild plus, but it ain't medium.
7: You do get the occasional customer that says they smoke full body but want something lighter. And I think this has enough complexity
5: sure. and interest for, to fill that. Is there some sort of bribery going on between the two of you? Is there, is there some collusion happening uh, that no, I should know about?
7: No collusion, but I think we like the same type of cigar. All right, just check it.
3: Okay, (laughs) that ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Each and every week we're going to pick a different battle, and this one is, would you rather be able to read or be able to read minds but be illiterate?
6: Can you read a mind if you're
3: illiterate? You can read a mind, (laughs) but you just can't read. You're illiterate, you can't read...
6: Huh. I, I'm so paranoid that I would rather be able to read than to read somebody's mind. Wouldn't that... That yeah, doesn't make want, any sense. Yeah, but if the guy's nice to me, but he's thinking in his mind, and I'm, a, you know... So you'd rather not know... I'd rather not know. What I'm thinking about you right well, now. Well, I already know, already know, you know what I'm yeah. about
3: you. He can read your mind.
6: Would I rather, but if I could read Dave's mind, and I'm going on and on about how this is medium body, and he's thinking, just shut the hell up. <laughs> no, that would freak me out. Like, treat- oh,
5: my God, what the hell's going on here? No, I, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go the opposite of you, Barron's. I would like to be able to read minds, and at that point, I wouldn't care that I'm illiterate. And I would probably, anybody that had, was thinking anything about me not being able to read, I would just say what they just thought and be like, dude, I had to make a choice. So.
3: Yeah, I had to do it.
5: I know you're thinking about my underwear right now. Not that
3: I'm a big reader anyway, but <laughs> I don't want to know what people think. Oh, I want to know. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I do not want to know. Well, on this mind
7: reading, do I just hear what they're thinking no matter what, or I can choose it?
2: Ah.
5: You'd have to develop the skill, just like you're in a room off. and you can have right. a conversation with someone and not hear everybody else. Did anybody else. ever
3: read a movie about this with somebody here? I think there There's was. There's been several. Yeah?
5: There's been several. The The Wayne's kids did uh, did one where yeah. the guy's, um, his hearing was greater and he was, Yeah.
3: Can't stop hearing what people think. No, no comic I,
5: books. Professor X from the X Men could yeah
6: read the thoughts of other mutants. Yeah,
3: I don't want to. I don't want to know what people really think. I think. And Ed Sullivan.
7: Yeah, I don't really care what people think, but you, I, I'm one of the the few readers on the two guys staff. Yeah. I think so. you like reading. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so no, he well, we actually can read.
5: is yeah. me, I, I think can. what he's pointing yeah, out. And he can correct when we he's
7: when we write anything.
3: He's right. more educated than the rest of us. Yes, he is. <laughs> I,
7: I read every night before bed, and you know there might be no minds around to read at that time. So I'm going to stick with the reading. Reading.
3: All right. So, you lose again, Mr. Jonathan. It's not a win lose. Yes, here it is. is Three to one yeah. is a lose. Can, can you read my mind now? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, yes, I can.
3: Okay, so we're talking about why people are growing in Nicaragua, why people are making cigars in Nicaragua, producing the cigars in Nicaragua, and why people are buying cigars from Nicaragua more than any other.
5: I would say that the country of origin that people ask for the most by name, is the Dominican Republic.
3: Correct. That's what I hear. They
5: ask for it by name. Yep. Do you I have like, Dominican cigars? Yes. I like Dominican cigars. That's what they're asking for. Correct. All right. Let me ask you this. Demographic-wise,
6: the age of somebody who asks for a cigar that's Dominican versus the age of All somebody. All different ages. 30 to 40, yeah.
5: even 50. Yep.
6: Average me, cigar smokers. Dominican cigars. Me, there are some great Dominican cigars out there that are part of my rotation. But I feel like even though I'm almost 50, I still feel
5: like I'm a younger cigar
3: smoker. You don't see people coming and asking for Nicaraguan cigars.
5: The, no. It, I, I would say they, the maybe out of 10 people that specifically ask for Dominican, maybe one person would come in and ask for Nicaraguan. Never Honduras. And Sullivan, you so feel the same? Never well, Costa Rica.
7: Yeah, I do, but... Jonathan, of the 10 that asked for Dominican, how many are Dominican? I would say nine. <laughs> right. So, so the point is, <laughs> if you look at the demographics, our customer base of people coming in, Dominicans to Nicaraguan, 1,000 to 1?
5: One.
7: Yeah. We don't have a lot of Nicaraguans
3: looking no, around we here? we don't.
6: Huge Dominican population just to the south of us.
3: Okay.
5: Yeah. That probably has something
6: but to I do with it. But I think,
3: and I don't know if, it, it, if that's the, been the case for years and years and years, but people would always well, come in asking for Dominican people cigars. People
5: have been, uh, to excuse the pun, They ask for Cuban cigars also. Sure. But they've been burned by Nicaraguan cigars with somebody coming in saying, oh, this is mild. Now, again, people get confused between nicotine strength and flavor. So you take Garofalo, not a lot of nicotine strength. But it is an explosion of flavor right when you light it. It's, it's got that peppery component. So even though on the Connecticut, that cigar that someone's looking for, a mild cigar that may say, I'd like a Dominican cigar because they're looking for less flavor as well as less strength, that would, not, that would be offensive to their palate.
3: And and it's not a you know, that is such a general term of okay, Dominican cigars are mild, Nicaraguan cigars are full body. This is it's just so the rap. This is the
5: wrap that the country's got. Yeah. Because so, you because a lot of people coming out of Nicaragua are rushing their product. Mm-hmm. They're selling strong cigars in quotes that really are under fermented raw tobacco. And that's where the right. consumer's and, been burned and, and by you know, Nicaraguan and cigars. And a lot of people
6: say that spice and that pepper component is because the cigars a under little fermented. bit less under you know, a little less fermented. But let me ask you this question. So 9 out of 10 people that come in and they ask for Dominican cigars, would you say maybe they're newer to cigar smoking versus the know-it-all Nicaraguan no, fanboy? And I would I'll, I'll say, include myself I would say, in that. of
3: course, because you would never come in asking for a Dominican cigar because you, are, you know where RV cigar is.
5: Uh, let's, let's, take a, uh, let's take our high Dominican population out of it. You're mm. still well over 2 to 1, I'd say probably 3, 4 to 1, just a regular cigar smoker walking in, complete English speaking guy, mm-hmm. he walks in and says, I like something mild. I know I like Dominican cigars. Mm-hmm. Now this is a guy who's been burned by Nicaragua.
3: And, and so you give him a flor Dominicana and the guy's very unhappy because that's not what he meant. But, but No, that's I what he dig said. a little
5: I dig a little deeper, yeah. but you could give him a LaFleur Dominicana suave. Yeah. Very mild, yep. very smooth, creamy,
3: not a pepper component to it anywhere in there. Yeah. You could go with... Um... So, so he's, just, he's just saying that because his belief, although he doesn't know a lot about cigars, his belief is Dominican is mild, Nicaraguan is full-bodied.
6: And I can make an argument that you could say La Flor Dominicana is more like a Nicaraguan cigar and Oliva is more like a Dominican cigar. I mean, look at the Oliva G, the Oliva O, the Cameroon wrappers. All they're mild. All milder cigars. Yeah. So a lever is more like a Dominican company, where Lafleur is more like a Nicaraguan company.
3: Or are they fermenting their tobacco for a long period of time? They have very aged tobacco. And Which is a Dominican around...
6: process, and is Lafleur Dominican Dominicana fermenting a
3: little bit less to create that spicy no, heavier No, they're bile.
5: using more Lajero, hence double mm-hmm. Lajero.
3: Is, is Nicaragua uh, capped out? In other words, their, their production levels went so high that they uh, are, you know... They're not into old tobacco because they don't have old tobacco and they're banging it out. And
6: Some
5: companies have old tobacco in Nicaragua.
6: So one of the guests in our chat room says, and I'll read exactly what it wrote, might be a dumb question, but is there more the Nicaraguan availability right now versus Dominican availability? And does that have a, anything to do with the numbers? So are Dominican cigars backordered right now versus Nicaraguan
3: cigars? Uh, there's two companies I can think of that are back ordered uh, in Dominican. The stuff's been. Um, you got La fluid Dominicana, mm. you got Davidoff stuff. Mm. Does that play into Nicaragua passing the Dominican Republic? Not to that degree, mm. because the jump was pretty dramatic the past couple of years. Mm. Um, and I don't know. It seems like there's a big fanboy base here on. Nicaraguan cigars, I think, um, and I'll and I'll get to the real answer, but I think it's been tremendous marketing, with the belief system that Nicaraguan tobacco is the best. Well, is it, it's just like Cuba did too.
5: You what what we and we discussed this uh, in an interview that will be playing in uh, probably mostly its entirety next week. But we sat down with George Padrone, and you brought up the point that you go to a trade show. And everybody hands you a box press Nicaraguan and says, "This is the next padrone." Right. There's there's your marketing for Nicaragua mm-hmm. right there. I mean, they're they a, <clears> a cigar <throat> giant. Eight million cigars coming out of that yeah. factory, a yeah. year.
3: But you you got factories in the Dominican Republic producing triple that,
5: producing triple that. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: easily. I'm going to ask look, one look more at some of the top selling brands that are out there.
5: I'm
6: going to ask one more question as we get close to our break. Yeah. Um. So, if you look at some of the Nicaraguan companies, say over the last 10 years or so, you got Jonathan Drew, younger guy, flamboyant, out there, something the younger person could relate to. Uh, Pete he's Johnson. A, he's as old as me, by the right, way. Right. <laughs> but Pete Johnson, too, you know, he just tattoo, looks better, that's all. <laughs> you know, it, with, with, you know it, it's, not, it's not your Orlando Padrone. It was an older, established gentleman. Here's somebody that was approachable. They were English speaking. Um, You were able to relate more to them. Did that play into, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't have as much of a disposable income as I do now. Thank you. Uh, But it feels like I've gravitated toward those because I was able to relate to these people. And does that have anything to play? Oh, their
3: marketing has been sensational. The the new – all the new manufacturers in the past, let's go back 20 years or Mm -hmm. something – uh, from the old dude that said, this is the way, you know, and, and this is the way we do it all these years and we're not going to change. This is the way it is. Um, no, the younger, how does somebody end up going to a manufacturer and producing a cigar that they don't even uh, grow the tobacco? They didn't even roll the cigar, mm-hmm. but they have a, a marketing machine and then they get their cigars. CAO, for example, yeah.
5: in, in its early days. Yeah.
3: Get it so popular. How do they do that? It's It's great marketing. I believe the marketing with Nicaraguan, with, listen, the Nicaraguan um, festival that they put on uh, there was never a festival no. before. So they end up bringing that and say, and that's a, the pride of Nicaragua. Um, then you, you got like a Nick Melillo who says, oh, I love Nicaraguan mm. tobacco. And you got Pete Johnson, Nicaraguan mm. Puros. That's all we end up making. And I only make my cigars in Nicaragua. Mm. You got. Um, Skip Martin now. Yeah. So he's the, he's the next one that does it. Then you got a Toro Fuente who's been a Dominican forever mm. saying, I'm going back to Nicaragua. Why? Why are you going to back to Nicaragua is the question. Uh, we're going to get to that answer. But um, first, the early thoughts here on Gilberto Oliva, Nicaraguan. doesn't taste like a Nicaraguan. Well. I don't think.
5: Nicaragua, you, you mentioned some of the, the, that earthy component. Uh, I'm getting more of a smoky component still. The, the white pepper's kind of faded. It's sweetened up more. I got more molasses. But that mesquite is yeah. the underlying flavor program. Blind, if you
3: smoke this blind, would you guess Nicaragua? Probably not. No. Absolutely not.
5: So, uh, But just to agree with Jonathan, I'd probably guess
6: Honduran. <clears throat> as I'm getting into my second, third, I'm starting to get some of that mesquite. But on the retrohale, I'm getting a distinct sunflower seeds. Ah.
1: There's
5: no, on on the flavor of this, there's no, none of that drying component that you get out of Dominican Republic. You would never guess Dominican. So now you're stuck, really. I mean, unless some, someone's thrown a curveball and it's Costa Rican. It doesn't yeah. taste Costa Rican. So it's
3: not Mexican.
5: I would it's not Mexican. Yeah. I would guess probably Honduras would be wrong, and then my second guess would be Nicaragua. Because it can't really? be Dominican. It cannot be Dominican. And you guys that are smoking along at home, pay attention to the fact when you the next time you smoke a Dominican cigar, there's a drying component.
3: With to, few exceptions. Very it, it few It depends on the you you have it off, they they use San Vicente, which is a mouthwatering. But it yep. still
5: it still dries you before it wets you. You've got that cr- that <laughs> y component to dominican tobacco
3: i don't know about that it's umami can you read my mind (laughs) (laughs) screw you too buddy yeah really (laughs) all right we're gonna take a break when we come back uh we ask the questions and now we're gonna give you the reason why You might not know this, but it's the underlying factor and the reason for the Nicaraguan cigar boom. We're live in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you wanna try it. That's where Two twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number Two twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at Two twoguyscigars.com you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at 2 guys That's the number 2GuysCigars.com. Thank you for your business.
0: Ooh, we're going to have fun. When
2: the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network.
0: There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer and Sickle
3: Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more.
4: This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
3: And we are back. Live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Now in our ninth year, you can find us, the Cigar Authority, on social media. Please be our friend. Subscribe and give us a review if it's five-star. Anything less than that, Just keep mind your own shut. business. Yes. That's it. No Welcome back, everybody. Out. We're smoking the Gilberto Oliva. This is the Connecticut version.
6: The Connecticut
5: version. Ecuadorian yep. Connecticut uh, Man, they used a good wrapper on this, though. You
6: it's good. It you looks
3: good. It tastes good. But you would not guess Nicaraguan, I don't think.
6: No, I agree with Jonathan. I might be, I might lean toward Honduran versus Dominican on this. I definitely
5: uh, wouldn't say Dominican. So maybe thinking it's Dave, he's handing me a cigar. He wants me to go a certain direction. I might guess a few countries.
6: We play this
3: game all the time. We have a three-guess
6: rule. Hell, the more guesses you make, the more likely you are to be right.
5: No, because you, you only get three guesses, so...
3: And usually I don't give any answers during his guest. I just tell him he's wrong, and then he looks at me, he's trying to figure out. Play the
5: man. Yeah. I play the man. It's like
3: playing a bad game of cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about why. Why more people are growing in Nicaragua. Why are more cigars being produced in Nicaragua, and why are more people buying cigars from Nicaragua more than anybody else? Production-wise, in the Dominican, they, they
5: kind of have a, pretty finite amount of space it's kind of a touristy country it's not like they're popping up new farms everywhere if you've got a farm you got a farm
3: plenty of rum you say that rum for more
5: you say that so there's an interesting
3: i've driven across
6: that country there's an interesting question in the chat room and it says so my question for you guys on the retail side are nicaraguan cigars outselling the dr cigars or
5: imports just higher
6: because there's a bunch of new brands
3: they're outselling. Uh, way outselling.
5: Yeah. You, when you take in easily, 75% of the new product that comes in is Nicaraguan. So everybody looking for what's new is trying a Nicaraguan cigar when they come in.
3: All right. So $148 million versus $118 million from the Dominican Republic. Let's just talk about those two uh, amongst each other. It's a pretty dramatic answer when you go back a few years back and it was the other way around. So, I mean, the, the change-up happened quick. Overall, premium cigars were up 2%, but Nicaraguan cigars were up double digits and compared to the decline in the Dominican Republic in the past two years, which means Nicaraguans grew 22% more than Dominican cigars. Dramatic number, right? It's dramatic. So what happened? From 2015 to 2017, Dominican cigars dropped while Nicaraguan cigars Grew. The same goes for Honduran. It dropped. The same goes for Mexico and Costa Rica. They dropped. And the only person that's going up is Nicaragua. At the same time, premium cigar imports grew overall. So the, the, everybody's going down, only one country's going up, and the whole industry grew because of the amount of cigars coming in from Nicaragua. Some things uh, that U.S. consumers say is they love the unique taste of nicaraguan tobacco do you believe it no yes maybe <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey look we say that cigars are under fermented or, or fermented less i don't want to say under fermented sounds yeah. so negative right it's on negative <laughs> but you know fermented less therefore it's going to have a different taste than other companies that are doing triple four-time ferment- fermentation.
3: Versus two. There was a glut of Dominican tobacco a few years back. I mean, people had bought them up and people had enough. For, you know, you hear it. I like got enough mm. for 18 years, 20 years. I don't think you have that in Nicaragua of people that have <coughs> 18 years of tobacco. Maybe
5: not 18, yeah. but you, you got people like Padron and Perdomo that are stockpiling Because they, because they were there for years,
3: yes, and they are. Um, so they, they're getting ready for the glut that's happening because there's a dry up of that because everybody's using it to you know that kind of growth that ends up happening ends up becoming a shortage right a shortage ends up coming in others think that nicaragua has the perfect climate the perfect humidity temperature sunlight
5: we were there the and and more important than that that volcanic soil that's a hundred feet deep of topsoil i mean there's you could, uh, Nick Perdomo goes too far, I think, as far as his 10 by 10 blocks of micronutrients that he sprays and makes sure it's all exactly perfect, but he won't let people eat produce in his fields right. because if someone drops a watermelon seed, he's got a watermelon plant taking nutrients away from his tobacco.
3: But years ago, it was Opus X saying the, you know, we made that That's somebody, Yeah, that's
5: somebody being able to it. have a gimmick on a wrapper. Do you think that you put an Opus X against... Just about any Perdomo, and uh, you got if you take the band off. I don't want you Opus X freaks getting pissed off. But you take the band off, I think Perdomo's product is a better product than the Opus.
7: I I think in Nicaragua too, you've got some distinct growing regions. I don't know if it's different soil, microclimates, but you know, you often see the the blends are comprised of different
6: regions. Yeah, right? three no. different regions. You see yeah. that a
3: lot, but it's in the Dominican. Republic also.
6: Yeah. Up, it tends it, to be been, sweeter.
3: I think they've been doing some great marketing. They've been they've been touting their words and I think they got it out there that we have the best country, this is the best soil, this is the best climate, this is the best yep. everything that, you know, you, you hear these guys yep. touting it, a Steve Saka, yep. a Nick Melillo, uh, Padrone. Yep. you know, uh, all the people that are using um, Dompapin Garcia. Yep. Oh, I went from Cuba to Nicaragua. It's the best there is. Yeah,
6: there's a reason why a lot of the Cubans went to Nicaragua.
3: Lately. Yep. But they went to the Dominican Republic is where they went. That's where Menendez went. And, you know, first thing, he goes to Spain. Then they go to the Dominican Republic. And we're going so, to you know, what? What do you got at?
7: So I think it's interesting. Wh- where are the cigar liberties from? And are they the ones that are talking up? They're not Nicaraguans. These no, no. These are but, not But they're products. Yeah. And I, I think you see a, a mass of them that are in Nicaragua.
5: Well, something that. Uh, George said that uh, he believed, his father believed, was the climate in Nicaragua was very similar to, and so the soil conditions, the working conditions, very similar to what he was used to when he was a farmer in Cuba. He didn't have to really change anything going to Nicaragua. That's why he, he went, to went to Nicaragua. He went to
3: Honduras too.
5: Because he had to. They burned his, his uh, whole operation down. Okay.
6: By the way, the chat room agrees with Jay's uh, Opus versus Perdomo argument.
5: Oh, if you take the band off. I mean, yeah. they, obviously Opus has great marketing, and I'm not saying it's a bad right. cigar. I'm just saying you take the bands off and you put them side by side. But at least somebody agrees with you. Finally. <laughs> it's so about that, time. That's
3: one. I'm sure I'll get an
5: email saying I'm an idiot. But.
3: And others think that the people in Nicaragua have the passion. You hear that all the time. The people in Nicaragua have the passion for the tobacco. Uh, well, they have no Social Security, so they want to yeah. work. <laughs> Don't they have passion in the other countries, too? Oh, there's See, a
6: lot of Dominican pride.
3: Right. A lot. Yeah. But I think uh, the, the, the folks are marketing Nicaraguan better. Some consumers believe they are um, looking for different types of flavor, complexity, that Nicaraguan provides all of a sudden that nobody did before. What was the—was the, it
5: um, with the face-off, Camacho and La Florida Minacana? Yep. Was Camacho using Dominican tobacco and Lido using Honduran tobacco?
3: Nope. The the
5: they were using their country's tobacco. Right. All right. So
3: you had um, Christian making a uh, Dominican cigar, making a La Flor Dominicana. It's called Dominican. Right. Using his tobacco and okay. what La Flor Dominicana should because if you if took made it, what it would, if would you it took Dominican
5: it? tobacco out of the Dominican Republic and put it into Nicaragua. You go and use the Nicaraguan method, you're going to get a very similar taste to Nicaraguan tobacco, I would think.
3: I go in the Dominican Republic, and there's tobacco from Nicaragua there. They're using Nicaraguan tobacco. Well, Davidoff, Nicar- you said blend, it, Davidoff's, Davidoff's
5: um, the box press one, the Davidoff Nicaraguan box press, is the, their strongest one when it comes to their Nicaraguan blends, but it doesn't have the... Pepper and spice that you're used to from Nicaragua. you think of
3: Nicaragua? Because they're processing it a different way. You
5: smoke it and you think, this is a Davidoff product.
3: I go to Nicaragua and I don't see any Dominican tobacco Mm. in Nicaragua. Why? Why is it the other way around? If you're making a blend and somebody's making a blend in Nicaragua, Mm. mostly Nicaraguan cigars and Nicaraguan Puro, or they're using a wrapper from... Mexico or Ecuador, using Ecuador right? Yep. Uh, short of that, the binder and filler is all Nicaraguan.
6: Have a look at Pete Johnson. He went to the Dominican Republic to create that Henry, the Henry Clay uh, Yeah, by Pete Johnson, and for the most part, it didn't really get well received.
3: Yeah. That was a reason to bring back the Henry Clay. It yeah. was a marketing ploy to end up bringing Henry Clay to another yeah. level or something. But I don't it,
6: think it really happened. No, <laughs> it didn't.
3: But you're also seeing, um, and, I, and I know that you're going to see a lot of this from Monte Cristo and Romeo and Juliet Nicaraguans, mm-hmm. every single one of whatever it is, A.J. Fernandez, everybody making something to A.J. Fernandez. Is it, be, is it for A.J. Fernandez or is it for using the Nicaraguan product? And if it is using the Nicaraguan product, why Why of all product, instead of just bringing it into the Dominican Republic, they would rather have somebody in Nicaragua make it so they can have the Nicaragua stamped on onto the box to say it's Nicaraguan? Maybe. What is it? You know, you don't see um, a Nicaraguan uh, brand in the Dominican Republic with Dominican on it. No. Right. You know, you'd never see a Padron saying the Padron Dominican. You know, but the other yeah. way around ends up going. So why is that? So here it is. This is the reason uh, for that happening. And the answer is simply follow the money. It's all about money, folks, when it comes down to this, uh, whether that to be true, that people are more passionate than the other one, that the climate is much different than that. They- I've been to both of them a hundred times each. Um, the passion is there, the soil is fantastic, the grominy is going crazy, everything's going good, lots of tobacco, everybody's uh, booming, everything's fine, but if you follow the money, you're going to see why the change has happened. Uh, Padron changed from Honduras to Nicaragua. Why? Oh, because of the um, the political unrest or whatever it is. Look at the, the unrest that's happening in Nicaragua right now. Uh, socialist... Uh, the, the, the party changed over uh, negatively to them. Everybody still st- uh, stayed the same. Toro Fuente uh, broke ground and now growing tobacco in Nicaragua, along with a factory to end up having factory workers. But he, that could be was,
5: because the boom is happening in Nicaragua. He was
3: about building, um, and he built schools and everything in, Nicar- in Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and taking care of the Nicaraguan people and everything that ended up happening. Now we're breaking ground in, in Nicaragua. You can't make a new product. There's no new products, right? Mm. FDA said you can't do it. So he's gonna have to take some existing product and end up making in Nicaragua, taking it away from the Dominican Republic. Why? Um, Most new manufacturers have chosen Nicaragua over every other place combined, despite the problems that are happening in Nicaragua and the glut and shortage of Nicaraguan tobacco, because everybody's there. To get to the real answer, like most global changes, uh, you simply follow the money. Why are things happening globally and it becomes the money? Um, Here is where the money went. Nicaragua number two, Dominican Republic number, I mean Nicaragua number one, Dominican Republic number two, Honduras, less than half of Nicaragua is number three, followed by Costa Rica, Panama, Ecuador. And I say all these things because I bet in 2018, it's going to be exactly the same. We're looking at civil unrest here in Nicaragua. It's still going to be the same, regardless of the crop, regardless of the sun, the rain, the passion, the climate, the taste of the product. It doesn't matter. What is going to be imported into the United States is going to be in that order. The
6: only thing that could affect that is
3: an embargo. That's the only thing that could affect that, I think. Unless something happens to the labor rate within that country. And that's where it comes down to. I have in front of me the salaries from each country, what these people are paying them. And this is where it comes down to. Um, U.S., for instance, um, for this kind of labor, um, a U.S. person, um, no, I'm sorry, I don't even have U.S., uh, Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, which is the most expensive place to, grow tobacco and to roll cigars, Manufacture. so the manufacturing job is paying for U.S. dollars $512 per month in Costa Rica. In Honduras, it's $341 per month, so way less, right? You go to the Dominican Republic, it's $288 per month, so it's less than half, it's about half of what Costa Rica is paying twice as much sure. than the Dominican Republic. Honduran, uh, more than the Dominican Republic. Nicaragua, $180 per month. Now it's less actually today yeah. than $180. it's yeah, 5% less. Right, so uh, $115 a month compared to 288, compared to 341, it's a third of the price. Labor rates. And there's a lot of labor that goes into cigars. A 300 lot of labor. hands that go into it, the farming that goes on, the pre industry that ends up happening, never mind the rolling of the cigars, a pair of rollers to bring it in, and then the people to fill the to fill the trucks up and to, and to get it out of the country and stuff. That's enough of a of price.
5: swing to have someone be exporting tobacco out of a country and importing that tobacco into to Nicaragua another country. Of course. Because your labor is everything.
3: So, short of that, low number of Nicaragua. You only have two other countries lower than that that would be a cigar producing country. One is Mexico, um, very close to what um, Nicaragua is, and Mexico has never got the love. A Mexican Puro is not a very popular tasting cigar. (coughs) And um, less than that, you got Mexico at $105. You got Cuba at $23 a month. So number one and number two in the world of cigar production mm. is Nicaragua and Cuba. And that's the reason why. It's the labor costs and great marketing and everything involved. Well, it you have, it, if
5: you're you, not spending money on labor, you now have extra money for marketing. You, you, your company's making X, X amount of dollars. You can spend it on labor or you can buy an ad in a magazine.
3: Yeah.
6: So, see, I find it weird that Cuba's at the bottom of that list. I and mean, if you, you know, if you travel overseas, and if they ever lift the embargo, there's going to be a huge sticker shock on Cuban cigars. I mean, the cost of a behike is like, it's like
3: $54. But let me tell you, it costs them nothing to produce it. Yeah, which is crazy. The value of Nicaraguan cigars is part of the success that it has on the, on the sales floor in the retail environment. That you can get a cigar like this. How much was this cigar? Uh,
5: 6 six
3: seventy nine was it? Can you do this in the Dominican Republic at three times the labor cost? Hell
5: no! It's going to be three. Well, it's going to hit the ten dollar mark easily. Not that it wouldn't be yeah. worth ten dollars. Six seventy nine.
3: Six seventy nine, and we're making money in between, and, and the labor costs are low. They're making more money. A Nicaraguan, um, a higher end Nicaraguan cigar. I mean, it's all profit. The the, the tobacco itself costs less. Because of the farming and everything that goes into it, the, the people that are there getting paid a third. It's all labor.
6: Yet I feel like Nicaraguan cigars on the shelf are more expensive than the Dominicans.
3: And they're making a killing. Yes. So the Dominican companies are making far less money at a lower price. Yep. So you get somebody like a Toro Fuente says, okay, we're going to Nicaragua. Yep. We'd stay in Cuba if we could at $23 a month labor, right. but they won't let us. Hey, I've asked a question to every single one of them. If Cuba ever opens up and you're able to go to Cuba and, oh, hell yeah, it's $23 a month. <laughs> They're not talking about it, it, it makes the best tobacco. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with it. It comes down to dollars and cents. This is a business, folks. And, yes, they are all, all passionate about it and stuff, but it's, it's real business. And if you can get the labor, that's why people move out of this country into other countries to make other things.
5: That's a good point.
3: You're not making a lot of tobacco here in the United States, paying people $11 an hour minimum wage when they're $23 a month.
5: Cuba's not a real example. You can't make that as an example because you can't go to Cuba and, and the only open a thing business. I, the
3: only thing I have less in labor costs is Mexico and Cuba. That's it.
5: And Mexico Nic- kind of has a bad rap, so you've got to go to Nicaragua at $1.15 a month.
3: That's what I think is happening here. Not, not taking nothing away from the product. Listen, we sell more of it and everything. And what, the, what they needed to do is actually tell it out as being the best there is. But I'm saying so there's barrier- good and bad at everything. There's good Nicaraguan cigars and bad Nicaraguan cigars. But it's getting the nod that this is the best. And it's, that's why they're going there. They're not going there because it's the climate and the people are passionate and, and all this. It's just my feeling, folks. Cards and letters, send them all you want and stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm tracking it to see what yeah, the heck is going on from here. From a
6: business standpoint, that 100% has to be part of the equation.
3: Minimum salary in Nicaragua uh, has a government mandate minimum wage. No worker in Nicaragua can be paid less than the mandatory minimum rate. And that's what they end up getting. The last um, increase went up 4.5% in September 2017, uh, making it uh, $180.00. US per month, uh, the lowest in Central America. Nicaragua's yearly uh, minimum wage, uh, $2,218, that's $180 per month, $2,218 a year, $42 a week, $8 a day um, up from the- uh,
5: So it it becomes a barrier to entry. You used to say that the barrier to entry to get into the cigar business, to have a cigar made is very little because you can order a hundred boxes or a thousand boxes or something. You can't anymore, but yeah. back in the yeah three years ago, you could, and you, so your barrier to entry for a new cigar company is going to be considerably less opening up a factory in Nicaragua, which is why that's it, what you're seeing.
3: In everything there, a doctor makes $288 a month compared to the factory worker or farmer making $180 a month. Well, he's trained. <laughs> um, He'd never be able to pay back his student loan. It costs less, it's cheaper to do it, and they can make great great product there, so that's what they, ch- they chose to do it. And if this unrest that's happening here in Nicaragua ends up dramatically changing for some reason, that they end up all of a sudden saying, okay, we're going to stop stealing from, uh, because you, you, you got... Major corruption happening there in Nicaragua right now. It gets cleaned up, and the, and the average rate goes above Dominican Republic. It's going to be the big glutton of, uh, the, of yeah, Dominican Republic. Dominican oh, surge again. Yeah, Dominican Republic, we're getting better sunshine than we used to get, or whatever crap ends up coming on. But uh, the fact of the matter is that is it. So uh, that's what I got anyway. Uh, that's why I think. The flood is going over there as I did some research to see what's going on because, listen, it's dramatic change. Why was it happening? Let me do some research and find out why. When I ended up hitting the numbers, it's like, okay, I just found it. Here it is. Usually follow the money, and that's where it goes. So, uh, final thoughts here on Gilberto Oliva, Nicaraguan cigar.
6: It's, for me, it's lost that, that mesquite sweetness, it's become earthy. Um, I'm still getting some sunflower seed on the retro hail, uh, but it's starting to lose a little bit of its complexity, uh, but it's still a great cigar at 679.
5: Well, I think that's an issue that you have with most mild cigars is where are you going to put the punch? It's a mild cigar. You don't have a whole lot of tips you're working with here. You're not dealing with high priming stuff. So we definitely experienced the boost in flavor at the beginning of this. And so you're going to get a natural drop a little bit in flavor, but it would be, It would make me want to smoke another one. Yeah. I would light it up again.
3: All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to light up another Nicaraguan cigar that's a good value. They all should be a good value. Uh, We had George Padron with us this week, and uh, we'll tell you a little about what he had to say, and we'll find out what's out in the cigar industry and a lot more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
7: Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore.
1: In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to
0: perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. Or better yet, passionato. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's cigar Journal.
5: The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary.
3: Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
9: Who personally guarantees that aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic corojo taste take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other aladino
2: this is good smoke
9: this is the cigar authority
2: smoke a cigar? Sure. the authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry.
9: You'll get nothing, and I can.
2: With your host,
9: you smoke vile cigars all day. David
2: Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. The Cigar Authority is here.
4: You are finally done to tell about nothing. And we
3: are back. With our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. And they used to make them in Honduras. And then Nicaragua. And then Nicaragua only. Padron Cigars have the most loyal following for cigars in the world, I would say. And uh, the next cigar is hard to beat for about $5. We're talking Nicaraguan cigars. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority.
5: And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in our ninth year, making it the the longest continually running cigar podcast, Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com.
3: All right, Mr. Jonathan. Now, listen to me how you taste this coffee. This is a Brazilian coffee. I wonder if, so Nicaraguan coffee would be cheaper also should be cheaper. No. Because the labor costs.
5: One and a half times more expensive for us to get Nicaraguan coffee than just about anything else.
6: Isn't there some kind of a fair trade
3: agreement in the coffee industry? I think that plays into it. Alright, so you you're sipping your coffee wrong to taste it. You gotta cup the cup it. So you you gotta actually slurp it like this. It's like wine. It's aerating it. It's going to taste better. And then you go got to. There we go. <laughs> now, doesn't it? Now you taste it. It's brighter. Tastes exactly the no, same. No, it does <laughs> no. not.
5: You, I think Sean mixed a little Kool-Aid in yours over yeah.
3: there. <clears throat> I'm going to get emails about this. Knock it off. That's why I'm doing it. So they don't send the emails about the Nicaraguan stuff I just said, because I know that's going to be ugly. I want to know when we're going to have Kane's Donuts on the show. So if you follow
6: David Garofalo on Facebook,
3: every day there's a picture of a different Cane's donut. Yeah, I'm ballooning up. They're not just Cane's. I'm bouncing around. He's, I'm bouncing. I've got to spread the wealth. He's out of control. So it's all the United States. They all get paid the same. <laughs> right.
7: So the Nicaraguan ones would be cheaper. I've paid over $3 for a donut. For one donut.
6: That's, that's a lot of money, That's right? crazy. It
3: was Help. fabulous. It was, a, it was a, like a pastry. man. They're beautiful. I remember. Was, I remember when I was a kid, donuts were like forty cents. Yeah, yeah. The real good ones, you get a creme brulee donut. Oh my god!
6: And the cream filling in a donut now has like no cream in it. Depends where you go. You got to go like three bites just
3: to get yeah, some of the Boston you, you, cream. Because you, you're going to Dunkin' Donuts, they're actually changing the name of Dunkin' Donuts to Dunkin'. They're yep. taking the word donut out, and they should. And I appreciate it because yeah. that's not a donut. Yeah,
6: they just reduced how many donuts they carried. So yeah, like ten different ones. They're now. a disgrace. The bagel isn't
3: a bagel. The donut is in a donut. You're a, a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. I
6: went to this place in Maine
5: two weeks ago called the Holy Donut. Yeah, It was a religious experience.
6: Yeah,
3: And that's made with potatoes. Meanwhile, yes. back, <laughs> back on Earth
5: where we smoke cigars, I went into Dave's office uh, on Thursday. And I said, uh, no, Wednesday, I'm sorry. And he goes, what's for lunch? And I tell him what's for lunch. And he goes... I saw you put broccoli in it. It was uh, Alfredo. I made um, fettuccine Alfredo I gotta have a little with chicken and broccoli in it. in it. And he goes, it's broccoli three days in a row. What the hell is your problem with all the broccoli? And I said, well, it's only two days for you because you went out. You got lunch on
3: I Monday. I went out, was he fabulous. bailed on us. Steve cheated on you. It was but he
5: still complained about three days in a row that he had to see broccoli in the building. That became the real complaint. Well, I had to see it three days. But.
3: But, Dave, dessert? He puts broccoli in a spaghetti sauce. He puts broccoli in everything. I put broccoli I in, in the meatballs.
6: He alfredo on a somewhat regular basis with the
5: chicken and a little bit of broccoli. Ed Sullivan, was it not delicious? It, it was
7: fine. I, I'm really focused on Monday's dessert, which I thought was phenomenal. It was. Monday's
5: dessert was. Exactly.
7: <laughs> yeah. So, what was it?
5: Welcome it, back to the Food well, Authority. I, uh, Ed Sullivan was going to make a cake anyway, and I said, listen. I, uh, any chance you know how to make a German chocolate cake because it's my favorite cake of We're all time. We're bringing him
3: around. He's coming around now.
5: <laughs> and he said, I have made German chocolate cake before I can do that. So he makes the German chocolate cake. It's got the three layers. He toasted the coconut and the icing. It was phenomenal. And then he did something that I've never seen before and, and didn't realize what it was at first. He put the pecans on the top of the cake as recommended serving sizes for the cake.
7: Twelve slices for a nine-inch cake. It's not skimpy.
5: Those of us that had lunch at Two Guys Smoke Shop on Monday got a real size of cake because I didn't know that the pecans were there as as markers, so everybody got two pecans (laughs) in their cake, and by everybody, there were three of us, Yeah. and then those of us that went out to lunch after I learned about the sizing got the regular size cake.
3: Because you learned, see let me down.
5: <laughs> you're welcome.
3: We yeah. will turn you into a fat kid eventually, John. <laughs> so, all right.
6: So what is this Barry? So today's second cigar is the Padrone Delicius, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Padrone Cigars. It measures 4 and 7 eighths by 46, and it's a Nicaraguan puro. A single cigar will set you back 5.80, while a box of 26 is just 149.99. And if you're too far away from a Brick & Mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two
3: guyscigars.com. Ed Sullivan, this is your size. It is. I used to buy buy it by the box back in the day. And this is the lowest priced Padron there is, right? There's nothing lower priced in this. N- nothing. This is it. This is the the low end um, size-wise, price-wise, everything, and uh, very toothy on the wrapper. It is. It's like sandpaper.
7: Yeah. And be careful, Dave. It'll be really strong. Well, well, obviously, it, because yeah, it's, it's, smaller
3: small. ring. Obviously it's a smaller ring. Yeah. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence.
6: So when I started smoking cigars, this cigar was in the $3 range. Because the Badron two thousand, when I started smoking, was four dollars exactly.
5: Raspberry pastry. Reminds I mean, me of a Lindsay tart. There's a little. There's a little buttery component. This is like a French pastry made with butter, and the the dough is folded.
3: Taste like an alcohol
6: component. Uh, a Lindsay Tart, that's the circular one where the center is open, and you see the jelly, and there's a little bit of white powder on top. That's exactly what this cold jar tastes like.
5: Yeah, I already got the harp, so you can get nothing.
3: <laughs> no, you don't have a little menthol-y, alcohol Did you hit your head during no. the
6: break? <laughs> I, think, I think it had something to do with the slurping of your coffee.
5: Yeah, you slurped too hard. You gave yourself <laughs> a uh, freaking aneurysm. aneurysm. <laughs> so confused right now (laughs) because it like it like like
3: picked up some odd flavor that's you
5: all right speaking of odd this lighter looks a little odd to begin with it's not your typical pocket lighter because it has a slim profile this is the vertigo glock it features single action you press down the button the lid pops you get three jets in line and it has the patented vertigo big ass tank as well as an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom the vertigo glock retails for 14.99
3: Tastes like low, low wages, low labor rates. Sure. I'm just trying to stir it up a little bit because I know they're gonna come out swinging. But it makes sense. Like in
6: Esteli, you got the church in the center of town. At 6 a.m. every morning, air raid siren goes off because the average Nicaraguan worker can't afford an alarm clock. Yeah. So the church
3: wakes up the whole city. They're very poor, and, they, and listen, I'm, I, I don't like when they're rioting in the streets and all this stuff, but you're taking stuff away from somebody who has nothing to begin with. Oh, my God. It's well, crazy. And
5: at that point, there's, there's not much to lose. So you can see why the civil unrest happens, because they're already, they already feel like they're losing anyway. So you know what? Let's go to war.
3: And it's... I don't even want to say that the, menu- the problem is the manufacturer. The problem is the government themselves. Corrupt, of course. They're so corrupt. They, they're taking everything and leaving them nothing. You know, it, it's North Korea. It's Cuba. It, it's probably in third place. I mean, it's really bad. And they are nice people. Very nice. And I, I, they make nice cigars. Everything's fine and stuff. but I the, felt the very safe when
5: we were there on the, on the trip last year. You it, wouldn't want to be
3: there today. Certainly not. Yeah. Certainly not. So uh, everybody will pay a little bit more for the cigar, right? Give yeah. them a little something. My God. It's not my go-to thing of giving people more money, obviously, right? You guys work for me.
5: <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, jeez, uh, you know, down as low as they are. And then they take, what was the percentage they took from them? Another 5%? 5%. How do you take 5% off a guy making $180 a month? How do you take that away from them? My God. But anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, we had George Padron up here. We had George Padron and his son, George Padron, who's actually in college in Boston. Babson, right? Yep, Babson and um so we had him up here and we uh we did a little um you know in 1999 we had um george Padron show up it, we we got 25 guys together and we went to morton's in boston and this is when in morton's you could actually smoke cigars in morton's in 1999 believe it or not it seems uh, a long time ago but not that far away that we had a little freedom in boston of all places and uh, the Padron Millennium had come out, and it was a cabinet of 100 cigars to the cabinet. And um, the idea was that we would sell the cabinets in full. You weren't supposed to be breaking them up. And,
5: um, I can't believe you told this story in front of I George, did. by I, the way.
3: I ended up telling him that we, we did break it up, and we weren't supposed to. Well, it was your fault yeah, that you broke it up. Because when I called him, to asked him how much the price was, the retail price, I immediately lit a cigar up as I was making the phone call to him, and I'm smoking one of them, which would leave 99 left in the beers on the wall, right? And um, I'm talking to him, and he goes, yeah, under no circumstances do you sell this broken up. This is to be sold as— yeah, There is no cigar- single price. Yeah, there's no Ruh-roh. single price. So I'm like, okay. So we end up having a cigar dinner. Twenty-five people went. Everybody got a handful of cigars. At the end, somebody would win uh, the humidor that it was put into. And I called George up, 1999 and said, this is what I'm doing, and I would love you to actually show up at it. It's already sold out, a bunch of people are going, they wouldn't even know you're coming, but I would love you to come. So he said, you know what, I'll do it. And he flew in for the event, after dinner, he went back on the plane, there was no hotel, there was no nothing, and he flew, flew back. And um, everybody had got together, it was a great night, and here we are, 19 years later. And the... Um, These were all numbered cigars. So there was only so many cigars, but they actually had to make extra cigars in case there were broken cigars.
5: Not only that, they had to double print the bands. Right. Because if you messed up on cigar number 10, you needed a backup band. So they had AB going on with the bands.
3: So what I tried to do at first was to hand invite the same people that were there that night to get them back. And I got a bunch of them back. But some of them, you know, in 19 years, people move away, and whatever went, we actually had a couple people that have, have left, you know, have passed away. And we got what we could, and then we opened it up to a few more people uh, to come in, and then we had uh, the little get-together. And instead of, um, listen, today it's a $100 cigar. This was a, the $30 cigar. The first $30 cigar I can ever remember that existed was the Padron Millennium. And here it is today. It's a $100 cigar. And they have them, and they come in boxes of four, $400 for, for the cigars. But I said, let me get a bunch of them. I want to have those people back. I know you're coming up. It would be a perfect time to end up doing this. So we'll sit around, and the event will be $100, and you get one cigar, and there's no dinner, there's no nothing. We'll put a little something out, for, have a little something to drink and snack or something. But we're just going to sit around, and we're going to talk. So we put George and his son George up on the stage yep. and we actually talked for hours uh, and people asked questions and stuff and it was a great night and he told lots of stories and next week we're going to actually get to those stories but I got a little something here uh, to give you a little preview. Yeah, not only do we have George Padron, we have George Padron Jr. here, his son, the next generation hopefully.
4: Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. He I likes love... wearing these little headphones and the Now when this came out, how old was the tobacco then? On the millenniums? Ten yeah.
3: years. Ten years. Eighteen years ago, the tobacco was ten years old eighteen years ago. So now you're talking about twenty eight year old tobacco that's inside the cigar. That's correct. How old are you? Nineteen. Nineteen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit.
3: George, which do you prefer, the
5: natural or the Maduro?
4: Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I the flavor in cigars are components of many different things, and the types of tobaccos that you put together in there and how you ferment them obviously will affect the outcome tremendously. Now, these cigars, with these cigars rolled in Honduras? Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. He
3: I likes wearing it. these
4: little headphones and the… It's, it's all the same. It is all the same, right? Dave, you love this shit don't you? I love this shit. All I right. have to tell him, listen, it's the same freaking thing It's yeah. The same tobacco Dave, you love this shit don't you? I love this shit You right. listen, it's the same freaking thing yeah. It's the same tobacco <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if he trained it, but he certainly encouraged it Yeah I remember, I, I remember Dave, you love this shit don't you? I love this shit yeah. I don't go to the bathroom at that time Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. I All got right. to tell him, listen, it's the same freaking thing. What's wrong? I'm like, no, nothing's wrong. It's just that I'm, you know, I don't know. I, these things are coming through my mind. I can't, you know, I got to think about it. Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. Well, actually, when my dad wasn't smoking a Padron, he was smoking a Dos Lompers. <laughs>
5: we'll cut that for a commercial later. Yeah, we <laughs> George Padron.
4: Dave, you love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. George
5: You did a terrible job of leaping out the swear words yeah <laughs> well there's a
3: lot of squares so you got to help me with that for for next week so he told lots of stories of his dad and and uh his son jumped in and told stories of his grandfather and we asked a lot of questions that we uh got some answers to and Very and, and got some uh kind of stern eye looks i was as we asked
5: nervous to ask him the one question i was able to get in because how do you say to somebody you know they just lost in George's Junior's case, his grandfather; in George's yeah. case, his dad. How do you ask a guy? All right, so now, you know, kind of the old man's gone, and you're you're the head of the company. Is there anything that he absolutely forbade you to do? And yeah, you asked it, and you I was able to work <laughs> yeah. it in. Kind of, I thought very politely. I just I didn't I want think to offend we got, him. We didn't leave anything out. I think we got we it. got a lot of stuff in, but uh, there the, was plenty of time.
6: Did he Did he answer that? And will we have
5: the answer next week? Yes. Well. Yes. We were smoking the answer, is the answer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now there's no need to tune in next week. No, there's (laughs) plenty of reason. (laughs) Believe me. Uh, Yeah, we asked asked everything. And again, he he didn't answer everything. He didn't answer everything, but he was pretty forthcoming. Yeah. He was pretty forthcoming. Yeah. A couple of cocktails and Mm -hmm. loosen everybody up and... Uh, he hasn't asked
5: to us to send him the interview so he can listen to it before we play it. Although you didn't tell him we were going to play it. No,
3: no, no. I don't know if he knew it was even recording, but I made him put the, the headphones on. He goes, that, and you've got to wear this. these headphones, you love this crap, why do we got to put the <laughs> headphones on? I said, just put the headphones on. And he's like, oh God. You're not going to mess your hair up, yeah. don't worry about it, buddy. Because we wanted to get this all so we could use some excerpts. Well, the flip side of that well, thankfully, too. Thankfully,
6: New Hampshire only has a one-person
5: knowledge recording.
6: Well, Uh, technically, he
5: could see it on the screen. I pressed the record button.
6: But in some states, you need the permission of two people to play a recording. In New Hampshire, only one person has to consent.
3: Yeah. He didn't know what he was up against, but I think he enjoyed himself. He said he did. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it was a lot of fun, and I think the people that were here got a lot out of it. Um, everybody was saying, my God, this was great, but it was very, not a lot of thought put into it. It wasn't very, very organized. It was, yeah. And then we threw the ball out to the audience, and people asked questions, and uh, we, 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 got, we got what we needed, right? Yeah. We, we got what we needed. You'll hear it in, uh, next week for sure. And the dad's got his book out, by the way. Uh, Gorgeous-looking book. Beautiful book. Beautiful book. It's books.
5: expensive, but yeah. it was expensive to produce. The pictures are unbelievable, and every penny that's made on that book goes mm-hmm. into building a school in Nicaragua. They're funding oh, The Padrones are funding the yeah. school 100%. 100%. 100%.
6: And there's one extremely Open controversial in picture in the book
3: that's oh. worth the price of the book alone. Yeah. I remember when that mm-hmm. was going down, mm-hmm. man, that was a big problem. He They burnt this place down the whole bit, still to this day. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even deal in that Miami area with him because of that. You know, we'll get into all that um, next week. Um, Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein.
5: It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles. Over the course of two full years, they are box-pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And this week, Cuba
6: named a new president, marking the first time in over 40 years that someone not named Castro will be in power. Miguel diaz Canal is said to be handpicked by Raul and he's been recorded saying in Cuba in a private meeting that Cuba need not make any concessions to the US which probably means the embargo is likely to remain in place La Galera is set to see a new sizes added to their line the Gaviero Perfecto measures six and three quarters by 38 48 38 a couple more TAA releases of note have been mentioned including the Tatuaje TAA 50s and Christoph reintroducing Vengeance to TAA members before full release at IPCPR. Lastly, Placencia Cigars has teamed up with a forest and is going eco-friendly and planting 40 trees to create a forest at one of its farms. The trees will be planted in the shape of the company logo, and that's Mm. what's up
5: in the cigar world what's up in the cigar world was brought to you by recluse cigars the recluse amadeus habano reserva uses grade a ecuadorian habano wrapper a san andreas binder a dominican Lajero, seco and pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos which create a blend we call the cigar of the year recluse cigars is what's up it's what you call a
3: 43p yeah <laughs> yes it's a big p well done.
5: Surprise surprised you missed that one. Uh,
3: next week on the show, we will have the Padron interviews, and we're going to smoke two more Nicaraguan cigars next week. Because well, we
5: don't have much choice. There's only Nicaraguan cigars on the market now. <laughs> Here we now.
3: go. Um, May 5th, I'll be back from TAA uh, trying those new cigars and giving you all the information. The TAA this year is in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to be selling tickets to the two guys' 30 anniversary party. That day, which is May 5th, and we're going to smoke all Dominican cigars. So we can continue this on to see what's going on. I'll be in the Dominican. I'll find out what's happening over there, Um, not only in the Dominican Republic, but with TAA, all the other retailers, manufacturers. I'll bring a lot of information back. And moving on to May 12th, Cigar Rights of America. This is the two-year update on the FDA. With us will be uh, Glenn Loop.
6: Yep, who will have a very tight time frame. Of uh, 12 to 12:25, so okay. he'll be with us for the first segment.
3: Okay, so that's good enough. Um, and uh, we'll um, we'll smoke Dominican and Nicaraguan on that show, uh, and then it goes on from there. We got a lot of cigar celebrities coming in, like Christian Aroa, uh Jamie Flores uh, from uh, Balmoral coming up, Steve Saka, uh, Hammer and Sickle's going to be here for father and son. Lots of stuff going on, so uh, watch. Uh, Subscribe to The Cigar Authority. If you don't subscribe to it already, so you don't forget it, just uh, go on to iTunes or whatever you go on to. Hit the subscribe button. Even YouTube if you want to look at this mess. Nothing to see here, but if you want to do it, do it. Um, Right now, early thoughts here on the Padron Delicious. Have you guys ever had
5: uh, almonds? Many times, every day. Dusted with uh, a little bit of uh, espresso and cocoa? I have. All right, so... Said Sullivan. Yeah, I have. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm picking up. There is a, a very, very slight sweetness to this, and just a, There is a hint of salt. But that Pep- espresso. Uh, no, I mentioned pepper. I'm not really getting really? much pepper. I'm getting pepper. I think you're smoking a different cigar, Barry. <laughs> mess with you and put a band on that. Yeah, cause. you feel the
6: salt on the tip of your tongue. It's. It's there. Definitely some cocoa and coffee.
3: Like a broken clock, twice a day. You were right. Now, not to be controversial here. <laughs> But I smoke padrones all week, every day, multiple every single day. This one is stronger. I'm not even kidding you. It's stronger. It's a smaller ring gauge. Well, were you smoking naturals during the week? Because we are smoking the midori. I, I did both.
5: You're just ridiculous. No. You're just ridiculous. You, 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 you know, know why, it's, pretend you know why like,
6: it's stronger? It's a thinner ring gauge.
5: Yeah. You just pretend like, oh, this is a coincidence. I'm not saying it just to jab I, you in the eye with a needle. I, I, <laughs> You're a needler.
3: Uh, when you, thinner when you, ring gauge, more strength. It makes sense. It's funneled into the smaller <laughs> the, tube. I, no, no. I feel it. Is it just, nicotine let's, let's, stronger? Or is it tastes it, stronger. No, it's not nicotine. I don't have a meter on it. I okay. don't know what, what so it, it is. So it's not
5: nicotine stronger, and that is my it tastes, argument.
3: It tastes stronger. It's going to be a more intense
5: flavor because the chamber is smaller. The ring gauge is smaller. You're going to have a hotter ember. We just smoked
3: a Nicaraguan cigar for a sour. A thicker Nicaraguan cigar. Now with, we smoked a thinner Nicaraguan cigar. Lower way primings. stronger Way stronger. Lower primings. This is higher primings. All right. When we come back... We're going to look into the mailbag at uh, our—this is old information here again, too, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. It's
5: like two weeks old.
3: All right, so whatever. We don't know what's going on here because we're getting over nicotine here with all the nicotine from the smaller ringgate Cigar. We're going to be back in just minutes. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
6: Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority, on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number Nine from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android.
10: Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company.
2: It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back <laughs> on the United Podcast Network.
3: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What
2: the hell
5: are you doing? writing a commercial for jose dominguez well what you should be doing is talking about how good they are that jose dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake jose dominguez not singing a song if that's what you think you're doing what
3: i am doing is creating what is known as a donut
5: And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value.
3: Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose.
0: This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority.
3: And we're back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana cigar sound set. It's all about Nicaraguan cigars and why they just, you might get a better cigar for the money in Nicaragua, and that's uh, because the labor costs are so low. If I look back, Costa Rica used to be a much larger producer of cigars. If you go back and look, the labor costs were much lower, labor yeah. prices went up, and they fled from Costa Rica and went somewhere else to make the cigar. Jamaica. That's where Macanudos were made. That's where Royal Jamaica was made. That's where a lot of cigars were made in Jamaica. As soon as the labor costs went up.
6: Yeah, 420 a month in Jamaica.
3: 420. (laughs) Anything? Uh, Nothing? Wow. Crickets. Bueller? (laughs) Bueller? Um, Yeah, the labor costs went up and the manufacturers fled from there. Same happens to the U.S. that, you know, we used to produce a lot of things. This is the, was the shoe area. They used to make shoes here in, this, in the Merrimack Valley here yep. in New Hampshire, in Massachusetts. And uh, it all went away yep. because the labor costs went up. Vietnam. Was, yeah, much cheaper.
6: Hey, every pair of sneakers I own, it says made in Vietnam.
3: So the, the labor costs is, is what happens and why they go. So this for you to understand, it's a business, but then it has to be marketed as this is the best and taking nothing away from it. I'm not saying one's better than the other at all. But that's what's going on. Well, There's for the of most
5: is- part, a cigar roller is a cigar roller. I mean, it, when, you, <coughs> when you make something 300 times in a day, you're going to become good at it. So if, you, if you're a manufacturer and you're looking at three different countries, you're gonna, you, if it's all going to be the same product at the end, the raw material is notwithstanding, you're going to end up with the same quality of product. You've got to go with the cheapest price,
3: and you got to think to be responsible for your company. Why aren't they going with Mexico? Because they could import tobacco in Mexico and use Mexican tobacco, which they use in some some degree anyway, uh, and do it there. But it's the unrest of Mexico also. So do they look now at the unrest of Nicaragua and say, okay, we got a problem. Let's uh, hopefully everything gets gets better at that point, and say, okay, Mexico uh, is too rough. I don't want to end up being there and going back and forth. Um, Let me go to another country and leave Nicaragua, Uh, El Salvador, Peru, Bolivia, Colombia. Colombia, a little rough there too. Dominican Republic is going to be in second place. So that's why. Part of the
6: reason why it's not made in Mexico, I just looked it up, they have a very high import fee. So even though it's cheap to make cigars there, it's a, to bring the tobacco in there. It's expensive to materials. bring the tobacco Yeah, yeah. This, exactly.
5: is, this, is a, this is a real business here. Well, and also I, I would expect that you'd have a tariff on tobacco coming into any tobacco-producing country because they want you to use the tobacco in that country.
3: So I, we have a private label made by somebody. I'll leave that out. I won't even tell you what the brand name is. But it was made in Honduras, and they asked to move it to another country. For the, for the labor cost of what it is, and we said no. Uh, you know, we could get the tobacco, blah, 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 but we want to move Honduras into Dominican Republic um, because the labor rates in Honduras are more. You'd probably think Honduras is, is low, rab- low, low labor rates, but it's higher, uh, much higher than it is in the Dominican Republic and, and literally triple three times the cost from Nicaragua. Honduras they're next to each other literally 30 miles apart from one tobacco factory to the other tobacco factory and the labor cost is three times as much so that's where it's going there anyway right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day and the Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael cigars everyone has a price would you do this and if so for how much today's offer $750 to snort a line of Sour Patch Kids. The,
5: the, the sugar. The little sugar that's on yeah. it.
3: All right. Uh, it should be noted that one of the chemicals in the sugar is known to cause nosebleeds when snorted.
5: Hmm. Known to the state of California, I believe. Yes. To cause nosebleeds.
3: How does somebody know that?
5: $750 to get a nosebleed. How long of a line are we talking? Like a two-inch line? Uh, uh, Cut
3: it with a credit uh, card? Maybe yeah, it's three? The kind you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> that line it'll
6: it'll go viral on the internet it'll be just like tide pods i
5: think i would do it for 750 really i think i would do it i could get a nosebleed for
3: 750
5: yeah yeah i'm in you're
3: in
6: yeah, this one isn't so bad. I'd be into it just for the novelty of it.
3: Really? Yeah. This could be a thing. Hopefully, it won't be. <laughs> I'll bring in a... Uh, Ed Sullivan. He's I, not doing I, it. I'm in. Really?
7: Shut up. <laughs> I, I have some experience from the 80s. Yeah? You <laughs> know? Uh, and I, I probably actually paid money for some
3: nosebleeds in the 80s. All so. right. Why not? Wow. For like $100, i will do it right now. <laughs> Rudy's, Bro, Rudy said he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 750
6: was the deal. At our fifth Beatle, Rudy, says yeah. uh, no. Really? Rudy would not do it. he would not do it. That's where he draws the line. That's where he draws the line. All right. He's friends with you, but he draws the line at that.
3: Really? Okay, so you got something in the mailbag? Are they yelling yeah. next week's mailbag? I think I'm going to get some, some, some uh, replies from our friend, friend's manufacturers in Nicaragua. Yeah, we'll try to stay
5: <laughs> nameless. Uh, message submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Mike writes, I'm with Dave to include the Cigar Store Indian. There is additional there we support go. for <laughs> there this. We since go. It also happens to be part of the emblem for the IPCPR, yeah. which you have on your website. I disagree with Dave about including the Cohiba label or the image on the mountain since the Teanyo Indian head on the Cohiba label is already represented by the Cigar Store Indian. Ah. Put them in sequence by date of influence. By the way, I like your new opening. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I can't get behind this. The, the, the Cigar Store Indian I is, couldn't get it from this crowd here. It's a, it's a misrepresentation of the Native American
3: in the United States. It's not a misrepresentation. A misrepresentation. How are they misrepresented? Like the, the, they the were Indians. They, it's their land and everything. Full headdress. I think it's, a, it's respect. It's respect. How many I, Native American no. Indians are smoking cigars nowadays that are our customers?
5: I don't know. You're going to have to do some ancestry.com. I don't think anyone's a pure blood anything anymore.
3: Not even a pure blood, but your regular American Indians that come in here and buy cigars. None. 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 Yeah, no. Think, we, think we, of what we could grow, the business. Go we go after a, the American Indian.
6: We have a mail order customer who is Native American Indian, and last week I made the comparison.
3: How do you know that?
6: Uh, he sent me a message on Facebook. It said he was? He said he was Indian, and he said uh, he does not have a problem with the cigar store Indian. He doesn't find it offensive in any way, shape, or form. Then
3: we're going with it.
5: On our fictitious
6: yes. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes.
5: Okay.
3: I'm the strongest for that than, than e- even the other arguments of what it is. I'm okay with Cohiba not being on it. But it's got to be people. Mount Rushmore is people. Sky Scar- Store it's the, Indian, it's not a person. But we're not doing the route Mount Rushmore of, of uh, presidents. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of cigars. So a cigar could be on it. An Indian could be on it. No. And an Indian is a person. You want to pick the, the name of the Bahike of the tribe that was the guy. I don't know what his name was, but we'll come up with something good. Chief Lighter Cigar. Lighter Cigar.
5: <laughs> I just was so nervous with that as you started talking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. We're going to be kicked off. <laughs>
3: okay, let's take all a right. peek into this asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
0: They're coming to take
8: me away. haha. They're coming to take me away. ho ho, To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take
6: me away, Ha-ha! I bet you didn't notice Skip Martin's handle on Twitter is Chief Hopper Cigar. I know it. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 8 Asylum Cigars. 20,000 cases of beer on the wall. If one of them is stolen, 19,999 cases remain. 19,999 cases of beer on the wall. If one of them is stolen, 19,998
5: cases remain. Say it one more time and I'm <laughs> going to stab you in the neck. I
6: knew I'd only get two in. So in <laughs> Montreal, thieves this month have stolen 20,000 cases of beer, and a lot of dried beef and Jack Link's brand of pepperoni. Police are currently looking for the half a million dollar haul and have had no luck to date. Police have told local businesses not to buy meat or pepperoni from strangers off the street.
3: Yeah, I recommend against that too.
6: Dave, I bet your dog Dean Martin would locate the pepperoni in a heartbeat and to our friends in Canada, feel free to shoot Jonathan a message and let him know where the Sausage Party will be held. Uh, and that's not only insane, it's, it's asylum.
8: True. I was wondering how he was going to work that to in. Take me away, <laughs> ho, ho, he, he, ha, ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take see- me
5: The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Alex writes, Gentlemen, I was catching up on my subscribed YouTube channel and fell down the YouTube rabbit hole. I ended up on a video about cigar smoking basics and all that goes into it. That's the video that you did uh, probably two years ago at this point. Okay. Uh, In my opinion, it doesn't matter how long I've been cutting or lighting cigars, a basics video is always worth a watch. Perhaps you can uh, always enhance your technique. In the video, you mentioned the website called The Tobacconist University, and upon checking it out, I was intrigued uh, from a quick overview of the site. It has a free program teaching about cigars from the history, the growing process, all the way to lighter maintenance. Uh, And you can pay $100 to get a certificate uh, after passing the final exams with a 90% or higher. Have you heard of this program? And if so, uh, is it worthwhile to pay the money and get the certification or just absorb all the good free info?
3: Well, they even have a book. You can, you can actually buy the book. It's low money.
5: Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting
6: book. Yeah, it's got book. all
3: the information in it. Yeah. If you're a tobacconist and you want it to hang on the wall mm-hmm. to show your customers that you know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's more important to know what you're talking about. Uh, the information is very good. Mm-hmm. I can make a few arguments of some little details and things mm-hmm. that I may disagree with, but um, it, for the it, most part, very, very good. He's also looking forward
5: to the strength versus flavor episode that is coming up in the end of uh, next month.
6: George Amatros, he owns a cigar store in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, Knew him there as a customer.
3: Dan worked for him. Right. Dan from the Ashholds actually worked for him. And
6: I used to go there when Dan was an employee. No kidding. Yes. Did you know him? I knew him and Christopher Lenzo, who's the Miami cigar rep, also worked there and I knew him as the person at Little Taste of Cuba. But Jorge, George, refused to give me the test. And it was when the whole controversy with bloggers at IPCPR, and because he, he didn't want
3: you to pass, he would
6: never give me the test. Really? Yeah. And then later on, it became I don't want to give it to you because it'd be embarrassing if you failed. No, I wanted to take it for three years. You refused to give it to wow. me. Wow, wow. So Barry I, actually
3: wanted to do some work. I someone went, wouldn't let him. I was saying to George last year, I went to the night to remember uh, cigar aficionados' uh, big gala night. Um, and George invited me to join him uh, with his family there, which was great because it was actually the last one ever. They're never going to do it again. I don't know if you knew that.
6: I did not know that. Yeah, they're
3: not going to do it again because that night we all went there, and as I was walking in, they said, you can't smoke inside there. And I'm like, what? So maybe it's the hallway or something. Mm. So I put a, a good cigar down to go in anyway. It was freezing cold outside. And I went in, there was no smoke, and they said, everybody's in a tent outside. It was cold, although the tent had the sides on it and, sure. and stuff, but everybody's standing around. There's hundreds of people in there. Um, we go inside. They start the night to remember there's no smoking going on. Rush Limbaugh gets up and said, I had no idea. There was no smoke, and I've been coming to this since the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I will never come back ever again. I don't go to hotels that don't have a place for me to smoke. I checked these things in advance of it. I didn't think to check this, because of course I've been coming year after year. I will not be back. And uh, they didn't say anything that it wasn't, they were never gonna do it again, but it was thrown at them at the very last minute, they weren't gonna allow it. They they actually booked the whole thing and everything. They've raised millions and millions of dollars for prostate cancer, that's what they give all the money to. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, millions of dollars per night, per night that they do this. And uh, they're not going to do it again because they won't allow smoking. Therefore, prostate cancer doesn't get millions of dollars. So one thing hurts the other. Couldn't you just move the event to a place that allows smoking? Well, it's Marvin Schenken, New York is his home or whatever. New York is a, is a crazy, crazy state.
6: Well, they moved the New York big smoke down to Miami. The New York big smoke doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, and they do it at Fountain Blue. Fountain Blue's been very open about I mean, a lot they of end smoking. Up doing that.
3: Hopefully they do. Hopefully they do.
5: Or maybe you know somebody in Upstate New York that has a giant field in the summertime you could put a tent.
3: Just saying. All right. So uh, they don't do it. They do it right before Thanksgiving, right? It's a couple days before Thanksgiving each year is when they do it. But anyway, um, let's go to the uh, classic three-way. <laughs>
5: per cigar. You like that, baby? Let
2: him know where that came from, yeah!
5: Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar.
3: All right, so there's no cheating going on here again today. Everybody's covered up. Uh, we're going to go with uh, birthdays what? tomorrow. Pat birthday. Sullivan,
5: am I the champion or are you the champion?
3: Uh, well, let's say you. I don't remember. I, don't I think remember it is you. you. I, I think, think it is me, you. But I. All right, we got five questions and one tiebreaker. Mr. Jonathan Jack Nicholson is celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Widely regarded as one of the greatest actors in his generation, known particularly for playing dark characters such as in *The Shining*, *One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest*, *Chinatown*. Here's Johnny, Jack Nicholson.
5: 1942.
3: 42. 1939. 39. 1935. 35 for the point. 35 for the point. It's 37. Ed Sullivan on the board. Over to Barry Stein. Here's Johnny. Johnny Carson announced he will retire next year from The Tonight Show. Tomorrow is when he said it. What year? He announced that he's gonna retire from The Tonight Show. 1988. 88.
5: 1983. 83. I hate you Ed
3: Sullivan. 82. 82. 88 will take the point. It was 1991. Barry's on the board. Mr. Jonathan, nothing.
5: Thank you for that late-breaking news flash, David.
3: Ed Sullivan, Richard Nixon, the 37th president of the United States, dies on this day tomorrow. What year Richard Nixon died? What year? 1981. 81. 84. 84.
6: I got 81.
3: 81. 84 will take the point. 94. 94 is the correct answer. And we have a three-way tie. Over to me, Jonathan.
5: No. Yes.
6: Well, you went first. You went out of turn. Uh, Two. No, Ed Sullivan went first. So yeah, Jonathan
3: goes. No, I went first. Right. So it's not you. One, two, three. Yes, it is. (laughs) Babe Ruth, first professional game as a pitcher. Six hits. Went six and zero. A win. This classic day. What year? Uh, Babe Ruth. That would be
5: 1901. Uh,
3: 1917. 17. I had 1914. 1914. By the way, uh, somebody hit me up on Facebook. He, uh, cigar smoker. He's married to Babe Ruth's granddaughter.
6: Hmm.
3: Somebody got two points. Ed Sullivan. 14 is correct. 1914, two points at Sullivan, three to one to one. I only
6: followed Babe Ruth's career when he became a Yankee, so.
3: (laughs) One question left, unless we need a tiebreaker. You guys need two points. Barbara Walters becomes the first female nightly network news anchor on the Today Show. Barbara Walters, first female nightly news anchor. What year? Barents?
6: 2003. Oh, three. What? 1987.
3: 87. 1980. had to be after Peter Jennings. 1980. Female. Female. Peter Jennings.
6: Well, she was the first nightly news anchor. Female. Right, but Peter Jennings was the news anchor all through the 80s and part of the 90s. For one channel?
3: ABC. Isn't she with ABC? I don't know, but it's 76. Okay. You're all over. May God have mercy on your souls. Ed Sullivan is our champion. That is it. That is it. I had a crappy 2003. Break right. All is, my God. I was close. 70s. You don't think anybody came out and a female? It was happening all in the 70s. Well, it's back, too.
6: They were inferior back then. Yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't the whole women's
5: lib movement. Barry has his own exchange at the Cigar Authority. It's Barry <laughs> at Authority.com. You can oh. send all your comments about his BS to there, him. There
3: we go. Send a picture with it. All right, so my cigar went out on me, but final thoughts here on the Padron Delicious. Does that mean delicious in uh, I, I would assume so. Hey, it's a good, I mean, I, I was expecting it to be kind of a quick hitter.
5: It would be banging through this thing in a half an hour, but you know what? It's, it's burning a little on the slow side, and mine has not gone and out. You're starting to like the Coronas now. You're starting to get into it. I am. I, well, because I can smoke eight cigars in a day, and it's really like only smoking four.
6: So th- this cigar is perfect to smoke in the afternoon because Delisius turns into Delight. So this is the Afternoon, afternoon delight. delight.
3: The Afternoon Delight. See what I Who did sang You're
5: getting more creative with your low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you're still dick and fart jokes, but you're, you're getting a little more creative. Was it Star
7: uh, Starland,
3: something or other? Star Rockets in Flight, Afternoon Delight. Uh, I can't remember. That's one of those um, bad, um, like, it it was like number one for years and years and years. It was the Starland Vocal Band. Oh, look at you. Not bad, Ed Sullivan. That was close. The only non-DJ in here that gets the answer. You you never DJed? No. No? It
6: became the number one single on July 10th, 1976. 76. Same time
3: Barbara Walters became the news anchor, (laughs) right?
6: Also reached number one in Canada.
3: Ah, they had that in Canada too. Yeah,
6: hey, they had AM radio back in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, they
3: had it. We were okay.
6: FM, but they were, you know,
3: they got the AM. All right, so that's it. You you like it? This is a this is for for um, Padrone. Is a Ed Sullivan has been a customer for years and years. But Ed Sullivan was a box buyer for the Padrone Delicias, correct? Yes, sir. Many, many, in the at least dozens, maybe a hundred before Nicaragua was all that.
6: So even though we're almost out of time, Padron, are you a natural or a Maduro fan?
3: Uh, I am a Maduro fan. It's one of the few brands that I tend to go to Maduro more than I go to natural, knowing that it is the same exact tobacco. It's just the darker or the lighter. It's gone through the fermenting, maybe a higher priming because they want a thicker leaf or something, but it's the exact same product. It's the exact same thing. Yep. I, heard, I got it from the horse's yep. mouth. You'll hear the horse yep. talking next week. I don't mean to call him a horse. Yep. You hear George Padron talking about it next week. Of It's the same thing.
6: But it's funny. and I, I lean toward the natural on the I Padrones. go back
3: and forth. I, I, I like yeah, the natural. Yeah, we know you go both ways. And the Maduro, <laughs> no depending surprise on there. my mood. <laughs> no surprise <laughs> there. Okay, next week we're going to get ready for TAA, and uh, we have the uh, George Padrone stories. We're going to interview him along with his son. Actually, the first time ever being interviewed or talked to. Um, he was a little nervous for it, but... After a while, he, yeah, he, he loosened, loosened up a bit. Uh, his first ever interview, will have that with you uh, next week here on The Cigar Authority. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
5: And it is more than likely you've learned nothing else in the last two hours. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.